This program is paid for by Advocacy United. All opinions or statements expressed on this program are solely those of Advocacy United or its guests and do not reflect the views of WPHD or Odyssey. Today's program is pre-recorded. Consider a career with the International Brotherhood of Boilermakers. As a Boilermaker apprentice, you'll earn while you learn. We offer excellent wages and benefits. And as part of our no-cost, hands-on apprenticeship program, you'll learn from the best in state-of-the-art training centers and on the job. Become a union Boilermaker and get on your way to a great career. Visit Boilermakers.org or call 844-IBB-WELD. And guess where this additional billion gallons of biofuel is going to come from? It's going to come from abroad. That's not an American first energy policy. We're in this together. Labor's in this. Building trades are in this. Refiners are in this. American consumers need us to do this too. Now across the Jacob Media Network, welcome to the Labor and Energy Show special. Exclusively presented by the PBF Energy Paulsboro Refinery and the PBF Delaware City Refinery in collaboration with the labor unions that build our communities. If you fix this RINs issue, you're looking at a reduction of 25 to 30 cents a gallon. This is the Labor and Energy Show, bringing labor leaders, national experts, and political influencers together to educate you about fancy terms like RINs and Reggie, while explaining the truth about energy independence. Welcome to the Labor and Energy Show with J. Doc and Krause. Welcome in everyone to this very, very special edition of the Labor and Energy Show with J. Doc and Krause. On this broadcast, J. Doc joins us from the Shale Insight Convention where everyone gathered to talk about the future of energy and our jobs in America. This is the Labor and Energy Show with J-Doc and Krause. Now, we toss to our good buddy, J-Doc. We're here at the Insight Shell uh, Convention. Uh in Erie, Pennsylvania. Just a great, great group of individuals uh, from labor, uh, ranging from labor uh, to our energy sector, policymakers. Uh, but let me just say this, I've uh, been here for the last three days and uh, had the opportunity to see a, a guest speaker who was just amazing. I, I wanted to literally run through the screen as he was talking. I'm uh, happy to bring in uh, to the program, David Butterworth, a, a, a business agent uh, from Pipeliners Local 790 out of Tulsa. Your, uh, David's territory is uh, uh, Virginia to Maine. Virginia to East Maine. East of the Ohio River. Absolutely. And, 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 and so first off, uh, David, uh, you know, uh, your passion is really unmatched, but you are so fluent in in, 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 in your discussion and, and knowledge uh, about this. Tell, tell our listeners who you represent. Who are your workers? What does your, your union do? Okay, we're uh, Pipeliners Local 798. We're based out of Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, in 2018, we were 8,500 members strong. Uh, then we started losing our permits and getting our jobs shut down, and we're running to about, uh, we're approximately 6,000 members there. Now, uh, in my jurisdiction in the Northeast, you're looking at about 1,000 members, but 6,000 total. We we have jurisdiction in 42 states, and uh, if there's a union pipeline being built, it's probably going to be us. Okay, and that's what I was going to ask. Tell our listeners, um, 
you, what you do in regards, you know, to building yeah. the pipelines. Yeah, we, we're, we're the welders union. Uh, we we joined, we lined the pipe up, we joined it together, and we welded up. And uh, we're, you know, I'm not taking anything away from any of the crafts, but we we're a highly skilled bunch. You know, each welder when they come into the job, they have to take a not, they have to take a destructive test, and then every weld they make after that is X-rayed. To 1104 API code, and if you get three rejects on the project, usually that's it for you. Well, it's interesting because I, I'm an iron worker out of 401 in Philly. My mm-hmm. father was a business manager for uh, and a business agent uh, for 40 years, but I I remember. And you'll get a kick out of this. Um, so in our apprentice school, we would learn theory and welding. Mm-hmm. And but they would call me slag man. Because oh yeah, because you got you got slag. Huh? <laughs> it was tough. And so that's not good. It's not good. Right? <laughs> and then and, and that was just the flat welds. And then we went overhead. It was a real problem. But uh, it, one of the great things when you talk about our union workforce and that, and, uh, you know, obviously uh, the members of local 798, best in the world. Yeah. Okay. We built the Alaska pipeline. Now we're trying to help complete the MVP. So let's talk about, um, uh, you know, the, the importance of our pipelines, okay? Uh-huh. And, you know, one of the things that we've heard here a lot is, you know, in a lot of the dialogue, including yours, common sense, mm-hmm. okay? Um, let's talk about um, the importance of our pipelines and what types of fuels that run through our pipelines. Well, currently, I mean, we're, we're, there's a there's an energy transition going on, and uh, right now you're looking at natural gas. There's a few CO2 pipelines out there, and uh, oil lines. We're, we've got a lot of oil lines. I've actually worked on the oil lines in Minnesota, but. You know, looking forward, I mean, we're looking at hydrogen, carbon capture, all that stuff is 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 being pushed by the at the federal level, and uh, we'll, we'll be the ones to build it. But you would think that these be would be green initiatives, and that the environmentalists would be happy for, for carbon g- capture, but they're protesting it. Uh, what happens is the Not in My Backyard movement or the Sierra Club or some of these environmental groups they go in ahead of the pipeline projects and get the landowners stirred up and then we have heck getting anything permitted. Well, you know, we had um, Peter Holran. In fact, he's going to be on our board of uh, directors from Enbridge on our on our program not long ago. It was within the last month. And um, we talked about the, the Line 5 reconstruction. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, it, it repla- is it, what's it, a replacement? Is that the one in Michigan? I think Missouri. Uh, is it Mis- Michigan? No, I think it's, it's Michigan. Michigan right? I think Michigan. Line 5. Now, that's not my area. I, I know the Northeast better than I do the Midwest. Well, but, but the point is, so the, you know, the pipeline is already built. It's going. It, it goes through a a, a reservation. Okay. okay. And it, you know they're shoring it up. They're making you know they're they're mm-hmm. you know uh, making sure it's safer and and any any uh, you know any you know areas where there's any issues there, and they're having problems. Right. It, the, the pipeline's already there. Right. And so uh, they were you know full speed ahead and now it's stopped they have a deadline uh, before they you know before the whole project stops and so um, the issues have been just unbelievable let's talk about um, the you know the safety when it comes to you know you know building welding the uh, the, the pipelines because people are you know concerned for their communities and all the, uh, these things not not just the aesthetics but they want to make sure it's a safe project that you know that no catastrophes are going right. to happen talk about that well our welders are I mean they they're under the strictest codes I'd say in construction industry like I said before every welder has to take a test and if, oh, yeah. if they can't pass the test they go home and then they have to make x-ray welds and every weld is x-rayed 
And also, once the pipeline's built and welded up, we, uh, it, you know, it's filled with water. It's tested, it's held, and then we make sure that everything's going to be okay. The new technologies in the pipelines, the black eye we get is from lines that have been in from the 40s and the sure, 50s. Sure. And that's that's where a lot of people are scared of pipelines. But the stats are there from, from the Energy Administ- Information Administration, the United States Department of Transportation. We have significantly less, the data is there. We have signif- significantly less issues with the pipeline for transporting energy as opposed to trains or trucks or any other way to do it. We are the best way to do it. And I have no problem sleeping at night telling folks they this is the best way to do this and and all the pipelines are for is a reliable power grid and we you know everybody's wanting to eliminate right now well let's talk let's talk about you know in a sense the cancel culture people that want people wanted the and i call it the energy cancel culture and the narrative yeah okay uh one of the things that we've done with our labor so so uh you know, Advocacy United is a nonprofit uh, media and PR initiative uh, that features labor and energy leadership. Mm-hmm. And we started it because uh, in Philadelphia, we had the PES refinery and there was a fire there, uh, 33 units, one fi- one uh, one unit. Uh, there was a fire. There was no, uh, nobody got injured. They handled the, f- uh, the fire. Everybody was so uh, efficient and um, yet they still shut it down with 32 units. Uh, happening. We jumped in because we do the labor show, right. labor radio show in Philly for the last nine years. It's the biggest show in the country. Right. And couldn't figure out why when we were turning to our political leaders, you know, it's a common sense thing here. The revenues and, 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 and uh, the tax base that it brings. That's to, another thing. That's another thing. So, so, so we were very confused. And then we saw a lot of our union members getting laid off, losing their livelihoods. Right. And we jumped in and looked at this thing. And, um, we, we noticed that the narrative obviously is, you know, it's like an oncoming train. You, you said um, Bloomberg just don't, was it 500? He earmarked $500 million. For what? For for the expedi- expediting the closure of all gas-fired and coal-fired powerhouses in the U.S. by 2030. By 2030. Yeah. What don't people know? Okay. What, what folks, don't they don't? What here's don't they know? A, I, I used to try to engage the environmental side at, at these public hearings, and I, I quite frankly didn't couldn't get anywhere with them. What I think we need to, the message needs to go out to the to the fella who doesn't understand energy, and he walks over and he turns the light on when when he needs to walk in the room, or 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 when it gets cold, he turns the heater on, or when it gets hot, he turns the air conditioning on. Those folks in the middle that don't realize how it all works, we need to reach out to them and let them know that the 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 chaos that could ensue of grid failure is way worse than climate change. That scares me way more than climate change. Well, what's interesting, especially representing the individual, you know, the the members that you do is. What I also don't think, uh, and I don't think they care really, but the amount of our members, our union members, our our, our energy sector leaders, okay, mm-hmm. who are pro-environment, like right. we, our, right. our, our members are hunters, they're fishers, yep. fishermen, and and they're passionate. And at this at this uh, inside shale uh, convention. You, you're you were you were a guest speaker here and mm-hmm. part of the uh, itinerary. But when you look at the itinerary, everything that they're talking about is okay. How do we uh, how do we uh, create a more efficient energy uh, industry, and how do we make it more? Uh, 
environmentally uh, friendly and you know, net zero and all. So the commitment here in, in the energy sector and labor, obviously, it's, it's, right. you know, you're a prime example right. of part of I've our- got a good example. <laughs> I've got an off-the-grid cabin that, that abuts the, the Monongahela National Forest, 24 by 24 cabin. The only appliance we run is a refrigerator. It's a solar refrigerator. We've got three solar panels. We've got the battery banks. We've got all that. But when the sun doesn't shine, we have to turn the generator on. And that's that's the whole concept. I just wish that the regular Joe Schmo that doesn't understand where his electricity come from, comes from, understands that if we start eliminating too fast, uh, we're going to have we're going to have some major problems in this country. David, do you know Sean Steffi? Sure. I know the name. Okay, so you 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 were uh, just talking to Martin Williams, who's a, a, an international rep for the Boilermakers. Uh, Sean Steffi is a business agent with Local 154 uh, of of uh, the Boilermakers Union. Okay, and he's one of the most dynamic people. He's on our broadcast. He's on our board of directors. Uh-huh. Our, so we have what's called the Energy Education and Awareness uh, Board of Directors and Initiative as part of our Advocacy United. Uh, initiative, our nonprofit initiative, and he, he. So I've known him for a long time, but this, uh, this is the first time we've ever done a, a broadcast together face to face because we, you know, you, with 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 technology, digital technology, we, you know, we do our broadcast, uh, you know, remotely. Having said that, he said the same thing yesterday. He's got he's got um, so many acres. He know he he's got a uh, what's it a turkey call technology. Right. I mean I mean so many. We're all environmentalists. Nobody wants to hurt the environment. We just uh, we need to maintain our current quality of life because without without food, water, and energy, we're we're going back we're going back in time. And now there's a, a, folks don't. I don't think folks are ready for that. I don't think they're ready for off-the-grid living. I, I, I used to go to MVP hearings in Virginia. And, and what, there was the, with the, MVP. the Mountain Valley Pipeline, which right. is a 300-mile pipeline that's been a much maligned proje- project that's been shut down on and off since t- 2018, uh, shut down in the middle of construction. But, you know, I would, I would tell some of these folks that uh, trying to talk to them uh, just, just about – let me back up. Please back up. No, but where were we? You got to start over. Yeah. Well, we're, we're, go ahead. We're, we were just we talking about. Well, I told you about Sean Steffi and, yep. and, and, and uh, how most of the people in our, you know, you have your extreme environment, right. and then the industry is, yeah, is, is we're all, environmental. We're all hunters and fishers, but we're fishermen, and we, we all do that. But okay, there was an environmentalist that used to live in a camper off the grid on the Roanoke River. Everybody else would come in from out of town on buses with it, with gas-fueled cars, with petroleum, with, with petroleum-made tires. Right. And then I told them all one day, I said, she's the only one I respect because she's doing it right. That's, that's that, you know, it's easy to say all this, but when your power goes out, you're not going to like it. But what's interesting about it is, and we're going to talk a little bit of a policy in regards to, you know, one of the issues that's incredibly important, permitting reform. But before we do that, you know, on that topic, electric vehicles, okay? Who's not for electric vehicles? Um, yeah, Everybody. I, nothing I mean, come, come on. Um, however, mandating them, right? You know, it, it, it's I, I equate it to uh, I, I equate it to you know let's let's you know so we're deep sea divers 
and we are going to mandate that we are going to get down, you know, to the to the bottom of, of the sea and back up on these two tanks of air. And that's it. Hmm. When we have hundreds of tanks right there, but we're right. going to mandate that, right? Right. We're putting ourselves, and, and the mandates, you know, electric vehicle, we do a talk a lot about them. You know, there's a million different issues. It, we're, 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 we're uh, writing checks that we cannot cash. Right. Okay. And there's consequences to it. I right. mean, you lose investment in a lot of different areas, especially in traditional energy, when you start mandating that we're only going to be able to sell uh, electric vehicles when California has, you know, the, their, their legislation impacts 17 other states and, and growing. Okay. Right. And so, you know, when you talk about automobiles, um, and it's funny that you that you talk about we still that. Still have to have a fuel source going to where they. Plug we don't have the energy in. infrastructure. Right. It, it's almost like saying you know you're having a, a, an argument with your brother, okay, and you know you want you, you, you have you have a goal to turn that turn the lights down just a little bit, a little bit, you know, and, and eventually the lights are going to go out, right? Because it's going to be bedtime. Uh, your brother gets tired of waiting. He just shuts the way you know. At, you right. know he just shuts the lights out. Now you don't know where you're going. You don't know where right. You, and and it. The answer is working together. That's right. That's right. Okay. And, and, and yes, who do, who do we know that doesn't, like, in other words, renewables are coming into the markets. We get it. Uh, we want to be part of the solution. Bring them on. Yeah. Bring them on. Nobody's fighting that. No. It's the it's the working together and, 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 and creating solutions together that really matters, and that's not going on. And that's a good example. The, my main thing is let's keep the grid up. With, uh, because you saw what happened in Texas during the Texas freeze. Uh, people perished. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, you know, you, you I hate to say that, but... I mean, that's the alternative if, 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 if we can't keep people warm in the winter and, and cold in the summer. Well, let's talk about it because, first of all, I'm sure, you, you know, you, you're busy. But let's talk about something you talked about, the importance of permitting reform. Mm-hmm. OK, uh, the projects elsewhere take one to three. One years. to three in the U.S. and Canada. OK, now, um, it, it, now, it, now, with us, well, you said U.S. and Canada. You talk, yeah, it, it, I'm sorry, Australia and Canada. Australia. Is one to three in the U.S. It's five to ten, and and, and there's no guarantees. And we've had projects shut down midstream. I mean, the Atlantic Coast Pipeline was 600 miles going to go from West Virginia to North Carolina. All those. Uh, the reason they're doing this is to get gas to the south, to where we can maybe start manufacturing down there again. And like you said, you know, the most efficient way to do it is is our pipelines, right? And uh, and now the, the de- statistics back that up. You can look on the DOT, the T- Department of Transportation, the Energy and Information Administration. We're not perfect. There are pipeline incidents. But with the new technologies and the, the strict codes we're welding under, I don't see that happening. The, the, the life of these new pipelines is going to be long-lived, and they're going to be fine. I used to weld them up. That's how, how good I feel about that. I got sure. no problem going to sleep at night. But it, when I go to these hearings and people are against me, they try to make me feel like I'm a bad person. For for having an honest living back in the day, well, you know, but but it's because they don't understand, right? And and, 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 and I've tried educating. Hey, it's it's okay not to understand, but you have to be open to being educated and going and seeing. Come on, let's learn. Right? There's nobody you know who is part of the industry, okay? Uh, that you know that is isn't sitting there doing, jumping up and down, going, "Come on in, let us show you." this don't take our word for it right and it's such a you know and so that and, and 
one of the things we, you know, our whole thing is common sense and energy, right? Right, right. And our labor force, so although we care about the jobs, obviously it's our life's blood and all that. We're not sitting here going, we're going to sacrifice our, our children's future for right. for job. It's working together and doing all those things. What, in, 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 in you know, your vast knowledge, and you were right on point, um, what do you think are uh, policy, additional policy changes and, 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 and things that we have to do to, 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 to change this narrative? Well, it, it almost happened. Senator Manchin really tried. Yeah. And he, he, he I, I think he felt like his, his, his best chance was during the last session. And now you're not hearing about permitting reform. And we, we, we were hearing about it up until then, up until recently. And um, I'm just telling you, the green initiatives, the 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 solar farms are going to be protested the the windmills are going to be protested the carbon capture is going to be protested so if in order for us to do this transition we're going to need permitting reform for the green initiatives as well as fossil fuel it's all of the above and and we got to get this streamlined or or that the, the investment's not going to be there because of the uncertainty exactly and one of the things that really is confusing is that we shut ourselves down. We want to shut down all of our refineries. We don't want to work together on technologies like cap, carbon capture and all those things. It's time to start manufacturing here again. Absolutely. It's funny that you should mention that. But we're willing. You don't see the ports being protested. We're willing to import the same products we shut ourselves down on. Right. Yet America has has had improved in emission reduction since 2005, more than the top five countries, leaders in that area combined. And yet in 2021, because I believe of advance, advancements in, in coal-powered plants overseas, their lack, you know, their, their issues with emissions has eaten up the progress in just one year that we have had since 2005. Right. It's ass backwards to say the right. least. Right. It's the blind leading the blind. And, and when by you're the way, on this global vein here, uh, the, the, they're not doing that. They expect us to do everything, but nobody else is doing it. But Putin just weaponized energy. You have to break So, so we all. I think. I think there's going to be some common sense coming out of all that. That we need to do it here. And the reason we're trying to get the MVP down in the south is is for what they used to do in the south, textiles. Right. Now, now that we shipped it all overseas, and they don't have a fuel source down there to manufacture. To if you to manufacture, you got to have a fuel source, whether it be coal. You know, it, and it maybe it can be hydrogen one of these days when we find a blend and and but you can't eliminate you got to innovate and that's that's and the only way you really can do that is to work together that's right and when you look at you love you're going to love sean steffi okay i mean so he he went recently to a job fair Mm -hmm. okay uh you know because rhetoric would would have people believe that you could just uh you know listen we're going to, we're going to, I mean, and he's had individuals tell Mike, the, the, the last governor, our last governor, um, say, well, look, you know, uh, we're, we're going to eliminate you guys, but don't worry, you'll be able to transition to, you know, the, the green job. So he said, you know what? First of all, he didn't, he's no nonsense guy. He's not listening to that rhetoric. He's going to go find out. Mm-hmm. So he went to a job fair in, uh, I believe it was in the Harrisburg area. It was in Western Pennsylvania. And the jobs 16 bucks an hour. Right. Okay. Only need a, a, a high school GED, no right. training, no education. Okay. There's no transitional situation. We're not jumping up here spewing rhetoric. We're sitting here talking about the facts. If you're willing to talk about the facts and work together, 
nobody's there's nobody sitting here talking about we're against renewables and all that's ridiculous but we need to be talking about reality and 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 common sense in what the because 16 dollar an hour jobs i always love a job where you got to be on public assistance tough to make it in philly well it's tough to yeah i mean it's just it's anywhere and, anywhere but especially in a major city i mean oh yeah it's ridiculous well listen um david butterworth i want to thank you so much for being on the broadcast no problem you were off the charts on thank that you. stage thank so you. dynamic you covered everything and um you know if i can ever be of help you feel free to reach oh out. and and vice versa uh we want to thank david butterworth of of uh, pipeliners local 798 for being our guest on the labor and energy show we'll be back in a minute What's a boilermaker? We're the skilled welders, riggers, and craftspeople who will help you grow your competitive edge. We step up when others step back, and we do the job right, on time, on budget, and safely. No drama, just results every time. We're the International Brotherhood of Boilermakers, and everything we do begins with our bond. Let's get to work together. Visit bestintrade.com. PBF Energy wants you to know hidden RIN costs are adding almost 30 cents to every gallon at the pump and pushing independent American refineries to the brink. It doesn't have to be this way. President Biden can lower gas prices and protect thousands of union refinery jobs by fixing the renewable fuel standard. And he should. Visit fuelingusjobs.com slash take action to urge President Biden to stop the RIN sanity and fix the renewable fuel standard today. Operate engineers are the men and women that move mountains. And the Engineers Labor Employer Cooperative, ELEC, puts them to work. They create opportunities for the men, women, and union signatory contractors of Local 825, repaving our roads, keeping our homes bright and warm, and even building our favorite team stadium. We understand infrastructure. That's why ELEC and Local 825 are ready to get to work. Buying a car is a big decision. Makes, models, colors, cost. But soon enough, the government is going to make that decision for you. Delaware and New Jersey are on a collision course to ban the sale of new gas-powered cars. In 2035, you'll have no choice but to buy an electric vehicle in those states. Tell Governor Carney and Governor Murphy to stop the EV mandate and let drivers decide. The Eastern Atlantic States Regional Council of Carpenters is proud to present skilled union workers, including the workers that build and maintain our energy infrastructure. The safest, best trained, and most productive carpenters in the country are on the job. Whether it's energy from nuclear, wind, coal, natural gas, or offshore wind, the EAS carpenters are ready to provide the construction need of an energy industry our families depend on. If you're interested in a job in construction, visit EASCarpenters.org or follow us on social at EAS Carpenters. This program is paid for by Advocacy United. Today's program is pre-recorded. Portions of tonight's Labor and Energy Special are being supported by the members of the labor union community, including Steamfitters Local 420, Jim Snell, Business Manager, the Eastern Atlantic States Regional Council of Carpenters, and the United Steelworkers. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Labor and Energy Show on the Jacob Media Network. Uh, we've had a phenomenal show, lots of great guests here at the Insight Shell Convention. Um, just a lot of you know diverse areas of of uh, you know our natural gas industry. One of those big areas is is uh, 
uh, our labor community, uh, those individuals who are, are working uh, on the front lines, and, and it's a big part of what they do. And um, we've got a, a guest you may recognize, Sean Steffi, uh, business agent, uh, Boardmakers Local 154, who's no stranger to the broadcast and or media. Sean, how are you, sir? Doing good, Jay Doc. Great Glad to, to see you here. It's great to be here in in, in, in upstate uh, west in, in in the western part of Pennsylvania. Yeah. And and, and uh, you know it's 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 uh, it's great to see you know everybody's enthusiasm. This place, you know, they thought. I, I want to shout out Dave Callahan, who's on our uh, Sean Steffi is a big part of our Energy Education Awareness Board of Advocacy United, um, and Dave Callahan and the whole team here. Um, Speaking of Dave Callahan, he's right here. Um, a shout out to everybody at, here at, at, at Marcella Shell Coalition, Coalition uh, on uh, the great job they've done here at the at, at the convention. Just incredible. Um, how are you? Uh, and and, and uh, I want to bring in uh, Jim Elk, who's uh, also Boulder Makers Local 154 president. How are you, Jim? Good, Jim. How are you doing? I'm, I'm fantastic. Good to hear. Uh, and and and. Uh, what, so, so your impressions. So, by the way, uh, Dave, the new guy on the broadcast is Jim. <laughs> he he recites the preamble to the Constitution as we start. Hit it, Jim. <laughs> by the way, Jim looks like a linebacker for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So we'll keep the jokes to a minimum. Um, but we'll t- talk about that, your experience, Jim, so far at the uh, at the Shell Insight Convention. Well, it's a it's a pretty good educational day for me uh i'm i'm new at this part of the trade uh so <clears throat> a lot of knowledge was brought a lot of people here the vendors are here um <clears throat> you just sit and listen soak it in like a sponge education and, yes and sean talk about it because this is a big part of uh our industry and 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 what the boiler makers do and, and the boiler makers are a massive part of our initiative um but uh, you know when you talk about um, the work that we've talked about in the past. Talk about how important the Marcella Shell, uh, you know, is and, and this inside uh, convention uh, to the future of energy in Pennsylvania and our workforce. Yeah, so, I mean, I think the big takeaway take you can have from here is the amount of people that are here to not only produce natural gas, create jobs, but to do it in an environmentally friendly way. And if you're here, every one of these people are here for the environment, but to also, you know, create the jobs, good paying blue collar jobs, and, you know, use our energy that, you know, natural gas is one of the, you know, largest things in the state of Pennsylvania. It's right under our feet. We've got one of the largest reserves there is. And, you know, it's not the evil thing that everybody makes it out to be. But you know what you said? Something very interesting. And, and uh, you know, Jim, you know, it's awesome that, you know, you sit there, you talk about, you know, the education you're getting. You know, you're, uh, when did you become president of the union? Uh, June. June I was elected. Okay. So we just talked to somebody about leadership. You couldn't be sitting with a better person than Sean Steffi. Um, the importance of our leadership in labor and energy, uh, you know, to, to work together but also to to have especially with, with with our energy community having advocates like yourself sean you've 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 been a a a, a mouthpiece uh, not only for the boilermakers but also uh politically in the state you know uh, with a lot of our energy leaders and our political leaders and uh 
you mentioned something interesting, and that is if, if you were to look at the itinerary here, okay, it's heavily environmentally, uh, you know, there's a lot of ad- environmental advocacy here. I mean, everything everybody's doing, you know, you talk about the, you talk about, you want this, the, the carbon capture uh, segment. Um, and a lot about what we're doing here, you know, it, there's, there's the major element of, okay, we want to, you know, we want to, you know, utilize our natural gas resources in the, in the state of Pennsylvania. It's vast. It's 40% of what we have in the country. There's incredible resources, uh, energy resources, jobs, all those things. But everybody at these companies that that, that is part of the Marcellus Shale Coalition, it, it, is, it has a priority on the environment. Talk about that and how impressive it is for this and how, you, you know, people just don't know it. Well, their number one priority is to reduce you know, greenhouse gas emissions, okay? It's the exact opposite of what everybody wants to paint a picture of the fossil fuel industry, natural gas. And for us as boilermakers, okay, I know the process of drilling and fracking has nothing to do with us, but it's the down river jobs, okay? I guess the flow jobs, the ripple effect. So, you know, if we can build a new gas plant and get our natural gas to create electricity, build new carbon capture on that gas, okay, move forward. Those are the jobs that the building trades are a part of. We build, you know, we're heavy construction and we're building new natural gas plants and that's where the stickler is right now and I want Pennsylvania. We haven't built anything new. We're not building anything new right now. It's time. Let's go. We're all ready to uh, take the role and do good things with the environment, plus give everybody good, reliable, non-intermittent source of electricity using natural gas and home heating and create so many jobs. And that, that moves us forward as a state. That moves us forward in our local rural towns everywhere that we've lost, like the Renova job. We've got to get that back. We've got to start building. And the building trades, and especially the boilermakers, want to build the new technology tomorrow that reduces our greenhouse gas emissions and gives us jobs so we stick around for another 100 years. And, and you've been on the front lines uh, in Pennsylvania. If we don't do it, somebody else is going to do it. Yes. And it, we talk about West Virginia and, 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 and Ohio. Uh, we, you and I have talked about Reggie, the original uh, Greenhouse Gas Initiative, many times. And one of the things that Rob Bear has said has been we're a massive state with massive resources. 40% of the, of, of the resources in that, uh, you, you know, come from Marcella Shell in the United States of America. Why would we jump on somebody else's energy policy? So a good, like for Jim, Jim has a part of West Virginia, Ohio. He goes down there in our local, and he's he's around those states. They're, they want to get on board. Jim can tell you they're ready to rock and roll with the natural gas and the carbon capture and everything else. We need to get caught up, and I think that's a good part that Jim might be able to speak about. Talk about that, Jim, and talk, talk about what you, know, what you see out there, especially you're in West Virginia a lot, right? Yeah, so I cover two counties, Brook County and Hancock County in West Virginia, uh, that's where the um, Cleveland Cliffs, Weirton Steel, um, the tin mill, they're building a battery plant there. Uh, they're also supposed to, the, the old Fallensby Coke battery that uh, just recently shut down. Um, there are talks of putting a, a uh, waste burner and making that a, uh, um, a shipping hub. It would be the largest shipping hub north uh, on the Mississippi, you know, to go back and forth. Um, Ohio's taking off, too, with the gas plants, you know, 
towards Columbus up in Cleveland. They got Hersix on the, on the books for those. Cleveland Cliff Steel Mill, the uh, furnaces up in Cleveland, Ohio. They did two big projects last year and this year. The states around us are, are, are booming and and we're, and we're getting tied up in, 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 in uh, red tape because uh, we can't, you know, and, and, and that really, we talk about Reggie, that goes, you know, everything we're giving up in regards to emissions goes away because the states directly around us are picking up that work. We've talked about it in the past. The, the, the jurisdiction of one, uh, local 154, where is that? Where, it, it, Talking, yeah, so we have uh, 24 counties in Pennsylvania. It goes the whole way from, I think it's uh, McKean County down to uh, uh, past Fulton and Huntington. And then that side goes to, you know, local 13. And then we have the two counties in West Virginia and the two in Ohio. So, you know, we got a large swath of Pennsylvania. We're in the powerhouse of, uh, you know, where we had our coal and gas fired plants. And we know they're closing, and we need to move forward in what southwestern PA. And we're, like like you said earlier, J Doc, we're, we're standing on it, and we need to do it right here. And we should be creating the jobs right here, not down there. I don't want to, you know, withhold anything from West Virginia, Ohio, but I want it in Pennsylvania. Well, what talk, give our listeners an idea of the difference in the attitude for uh, traditional energy jobs and projects in West Virginia and, and in Ohio compared to what we're, you know, we've had, uh, we've talked about these, uh, Kenny Broadbent was on the program talking about losing work to surrounding states. And, we, you know, we love care, you know, there are brother and sister, uh, you know, states, but, you know, we, we have to worry about what's going on in our state. What's the, what's the difference in a sense of uh, just the at, general atmosphere for, for energy projects in those states as compared to Pennsylvania? <clears throat> So just yesterday, I was down at uh, Weirton Steel at the Cleveland Cliffs. They had the owner of Cleveland Cliffs and uh, Senator Manchin at a meeting. And what they did was it, it was sort of a, a pep talk, basically saying we're going to invest. You know, I want to be the biggest steel production in the United States. 2024 looks great. 2025 looks great. Manchin's going on and on about, you know, the state of West Virginia, how he's going to bring these pipelines and uh, the, the hydrogen hubs. He wants to bring them to the state. So... When you go there, and they're all, and you know they're, they're talking, we're bringing this work, we're bringing that work, we're bringing this work, and then you come back home, you know, to Pittsburgh, Pencil, you know, Pennsylvania, and we want to get rid of U.S. Steel. We're going to close down Homer City, and then it's terrible. You drive down 28, and you see, which used to be the Cheswick Power Plant stack, it's now gone. The Alrema, you know, stack over in uh, on 837, it's gone. Those power plants are demolished. It, it's just. It, it, you, you wonder what people are thinking, and Sean, you're dealing. You're at the governor's office. You've been in many meetings. You know, in that office, um, what is fueling? What? Is, by the way, I mean, I, you know, this is not just in the governor's office, but what is fueling this? Uh, you know, mentality uh, of of shut ourselves down, shut ourselves our own projects down. We still need the products and the fuel. Okay, we still need it. The exactly. energy generation. Um, 
which we're willing to, I mean, the translation is let's, let's shut ourselves down and let's import the, let's import the, uh, the products and services from it. It's, it's the most asinine thing I've ever heard. In the meantime, our jobs are good paying jobs and our economy is suffering, you know, terribly. What fuels the difference in the states? Well, so, I mean, Pennsylvania, southwestern PA is an energy, you know, strong area, okay? And that translates over to West Virginia, okay? They're a fossil fuel state, okay? They accept it more than we accept it in PA, meaning, you know, let's just call it the way it is. Down at the, you know, towards Philly, back east, it's not as prominent as right. the coal and gas. The Marcellus and the Utica formation is predominantly right in southwestern PA. So that fuels it too, but I think it's a lack of education on what we really need as residents of PA and what it takes. We were having this conversation the other day. I really don't think people understand what it takes when they flick that light switch on, how that electricity was produced, what it took for that to happen, or to charge their phone, their computers, their houses, the lights are on, Christmas, you know, the lights are on. There's a process. It's heavy. How about the air conditioning for crying out loud? It's 98 miles, 98 degrees out. I, I, I don't say this lightly. Okay, but if you lose your air conditioning in the winter, we've talked about the issues with the grid. Sure. Yeah. Okay, and there have been warnings over the summer. Yeah. And it's it, it, and until it actually happens, and that in my, what's the most fearful is that we're going to have to wait until we stick our hand in the fire and actually get burned. So people are running around on a summer day at 98 degrees in their houses with their, with their, with their sheets sticking to them, okay, because they don't have, and, and they can't even turn their fans on, okay, till, till they have to make a decision. Um, so, you know, it's it, 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 it's what makes me fearful when you think about this. Are we are we going to have to wait until something actually happens? Let's talk about this convention where we're all at today. What are your impressions, Sean? Talk about, um, you know, what what the, you know the reason why you're here, engaged here, okay, and and what you, what benefits that you think it, it, it's going to bring to our state? Well. For Jim and myself, I mean, we're part of the Marcellus Shell Coalition, okay? So we're here supporting it. And listen to all these guest speakers and meeting the people that are in the industry that are the job producers, okay? They're the ones that want to build, okay? We want to build it. So these are the job producers here. And when you listen to them speak on what they want to do in the future and the things that they would like to, you know, build coming up, it's great for us, but it comes down to building it, the permitting. It comes down to, let's face it, how much pressure the environmentalists put on these, uh, you know, these individuals and us as a, a Marcella Shell. And that has a lot to do with drives, you know, being built. And that goes back to your earlier question. These other states are not feeling that kind of heat as much as what Pennsylvania is. That's just the reality of it. And let's ironically, it. we're the ones with all the resources. Yes. I mean, that to me is... Um, I, I, I think so. I, it's a nice contention of labor here, but I'd love to see more representation from our building trades. Yep. And because these jobs, even 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 though the boiler makers and the steam fitters and, 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 and a couple other unions, but most you, you guys are, are, are really, really, you know, those that's a big source of, of, of jobs. We all do work in, 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 the, uh, in the refineries. We've all done them in the, at the plants. You talk about the hydrogen hubs and all the, uh, you know, there are so many areas of energy 
where where the same uh, narrative has been written and cast in you know in, in Pennsylvania. The permitting issue, okay, that's not just in PA; that's across the country. How how much it costs to get, uh, it, how much time it takes, to, and and how much it costs to get the permitting for an energy project, okay. Um, I think you know, you know, labor's engagement would help a lot of those projects. Talk about, you know, I mean, I'd like to see more labor here. Yeah, oh, I would too. I, you know, but you know, Rob's—he's on the board. Rob Bear, he's doing a great job. job no, Rob, Rob is doing an yeah. amazing job. You know, he is representing all of us, but we do need the individual locals to be here. That's what I mean. Yeah, you know, we got the operators here, the bullet makers, the you know, plumbers, pipe fitters, but we need more. I'd like to see my union, the iron workers yep. here. I, I was the job steward at Sun Oil. Now, and that doesn't listen—that doesn't mean that um, they don't care, but. The point is, this is a big source of income uh, for all of us. Yes. Okay, and you know, we, we together we stand, man. And and one one thing I for damn sure is we're going to need to to be on the same page and fighting the same fight with these. You know, it's a billion. I mean, I don't know how many billion? Jimmy Stell talked about uh, the, the the hydrogen hubs and and, and yep. you know those are big deals. We all got to be on the same page there. Yeah, exactly. And I really. I honestly believe that, you know, Governor Shapiro, he, he's going to end up doing the right things. He knows what, what we have to do. He wants to do – he's walking a fine line, but he's going to get it taken care of, and we're going to start producing, you know, these energy jobs that we've lost and building and doing it in an environmentally friendly way that can make all of us get along. The environment At the end of the day, we want the same thing the environmentalists want. We just got a different idea with technology, and they're just going to – I just – I don't want to sound brash, but they're going to have to accept it because it's the reality, and we got to have it. Well, and, and, and it, it, uh, you can't get at – the facts and the details of the fact that uh, renewables – and we talked about the job. I, yep. I can't say this enough. You went to a job fair, that, you know, a normal human being just that, that, that works at uh, – you know, a, a job that's unrelated to our industries may think, well, well, we'll lose jobs in construction. We could just transition right into renewables. Okay, Sean, you went to our job fair research that those jobs that are being promoted a lot of these places, 16 bucks an hour. Yes. No, no experience necessary, just a valid ID. That's yeah. it. That's not what the building trades are about. We're skilled tradesmen. Boilermakers are skilled. Everybody in the, in the building trade unions are skilled. We're ready to listen. They don't need to train any of us right now to build renewables. Whatever they need, we can give it to them. The electricians, the iron workers, it can get done. It's just about like the reality of it. They're not. They're not paying. That's what it comes down to. They're not union jobs. They're they're not. They're not family sustaining jobs. And I'm not really in favor of jobs where you have to be on public assistance at the same time you're exactly. working the job and being exactly. Taken. So listen, guys. I mean, this has been an incredibly fast hour. Your experience here, uh, Jim, obviously, uh, and and as a new leader, okay, um, you know, as as a president at, at the union, your experience. Uh, talk about since you've been in, what you've learned from your your standpoint now. Oh. When I first got in, it was overwhelmed. It's definitely not what I thought it was going to be. Um, you know, just like the guys, I, I try to tell them now, now that I'm on the other side of the fence here and I see what really goes on, 98% of the time we sat in them job trailers on the job site complaining or, you know. Right. It, it's, 
we were wrong 99.9% of the time we were wrong. Now I get to see it uh, <clears throat> firsthand with my, with my own eyes on actually on stuff, how it operates. Um, I get to relay that message. Now so, some of the attitudes and stuff have gone away because, hey, he just left us. He was one of us. Now he's he's we're listening to him. He's seeing it up front, you know. So <clears throat> my experience as a leader, it's a lot different. It's a lot different. Well, and I'll, 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 I, you know, it's a great point that you're making. Our, our, our community, our labor leaders, our, 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 our energy leaders working together. It's all about leadership and having the courage to go through. Because if we don't do it, okay, it's not. I mean, we're in huge trouble. Like this, you know, you, the thing you can. I have a saying: you can do what you want to do, but you cannot avoid the consequences. Okay, and the decisions that are being made now. Um, you know, they're going to come back to bite us where, you know, the sun don't shine. Yeah. If we don't do something uh, and, 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 and we let the rhetoric, um, you, know, you know, overcome us. Uh, Sean, uh, final words, if you will. we got about 30 seconds. Hey, final words, Jay Doc, is, you know, I, I'm glad you came to see this firsthand. I think you got your eyes opened up a little bit. Oh, yeah. And the shows that we've done in the past, that's all we talked about. You know, hey, everybody's for the environment. And you've seen it firsthand with every one of these people here in the business, in the industry. And that's where the building trades are. And that's where the bullet are. And we want to be a part of the future. And we want to build it. And we want to take care of the environment. And we want to create jobs. And that's using our natural resources in the state of Pennsylvania. We've got to continue to use them. We've got to use them in an environmentally friendly way. And we can do it. The technology's there. You've seen it firsthand today. And I just can't stress enough that it's time to get moving. Let's go. And let's create these jobs. And let's get it going in Pennsylvania. Awesome. Uh, I want to thank uh, Sean Steffi and, and, and Jim Elk, uh, Makers Local 154, um, for being massive uh, you know, advocates for working people and our, our general public who are, you know, who are, these, these issues are so important to all of us. It's not just working people that are, we're talking about jobs. This is our way of life, man. And we, common sense that, that, you know, energy education awareness and issues about common sense and energy. And if we're working together, okay, like John Bland said, uh, when do we stop working together? If we work together, there's nothing we can accomplish. We'll have more from the Labor and Energy Show in just a minute. PBF Energy wants you to know hidden RIN costs are adding almost 30 cents to every gallon at the pump and pushing independent American refineries to the brink. It doesn't have to be this way. President Biden can lower gas prices and protect thousands of union refinery jobs by fixing the renewable fuel standard. And he should. Visit FuelingUSJobs.com slash take action to urge President Biden to stop the RIN sanity and fix the renewable fuel standard today. The Eastern Atlantic States Regional Council of Carpenters is proud to present skilled union workers, including the workers that build and maintain our energy infrastructure. The safest, best trained and most productive carpenters in the country are on the job. Whether it's energy from nuclear, wind, coal, natural gas or offshore wind, the EAS carpenters are ready to provide the construction need of an energy energy industry our families depend on. If you're interested in a job in construction, visit EASCarpenters.org or follow us on social at EAS Carpenters. Neuter Integrated Multicraft Contractors has been a force since 1896. That's right, 1896. And specializes in welding, piping, mechanical, structural, constructability reviews, project management, and rigging design services. For a free consultation, call Neuter at 314-421-7600. Neuter proudly serves patrol 
petroleum refining, chemical processing, power generation, and alternative energy. Get in touch with Neuter at 314-421-7600. Can you afford a brand new electric car or a charging station for your home? Want to spend your days waiting in line at a public charging station? Well, buckle up. Delaware and New Jersey are planning to ban the sale of gas-powered cars by 2035. Most drivers can't afford it, don't need it, and don't want it. Tell Governor Carney and Governor Murphy to stop the EV mandate and let drivers decide. Portions of tonight's Labor and Energy Special are presented by PBF Energy and supported by members of the labor union community, a collaborative to educate the public and change the narrative. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, welcome back to the Labor and Energy Show uh, or, the, or the Jacob Media Network. Uh, we're here at, at the Insight, the Shale Insight um, event here in, in, in Erie, PA, the, the, the convention. Unbelievable, very successful, uh, and, and so much going on. And I couldn't be happier than to have the president of the Marcel Shale Coalition and the host of the event, uh, Dave Callahan, how are you, sir? It's great to be here with you. I am so glad you made the trip up here. You kidding me? Uh, I, I'm, I'm glad this is all working out, and I, I know you're getting some good content. We're so thrilled to have you here well, with us. Well, Dave, you know how much I appreciate you. Know, and and my, my brother and, and our president of our uh, of Advocacy United is, is, is with us, and we just couldn't be more appreciative of the hospitality. Um, one of the things that's so impressive, and there are so many... Uh, impressive things about it is you know the the dialogue and the conversation if you when, when i looked at the at, at the uh, itinerary for for the convention okay the, the you know this is where energy you know, the the future of energy you know it's where it is and we're talking our natural gas resources of which we have 40% of what exists in the united states it's such a um, you know the Marcellus Shale is such a, uh, a big part of, of what we hope to be our future in our energy future. Uh, but what is amazing about it is, and we have, you have, you have um, uh, all kinds of sessions, okay? But, you know, you guys are so committed to uh, improving and at lowering emissions and, and a low carbon future, along with developing technologies and, and, uh, and, and, and projects uh, that are going to sustain us uh, for a ages and ages. Talk about that, um, that commitment uh, uh, of, uh, to our future, but, but not only to our energy future, but to our environmental future. These folks are raising the bar day in and day out on not just operational efficiencies, operational excellence, but making it more and more sustainable. Natural gas is a sustainable fuel. You said we've got a lot of supply. We've got 100 years of supply if not more. And the folks in this room, I, I hope people can hear the crowd noise around us. Sure. This isn't just people milling around, milling about. Th these are people in the exhibit area where folks are showing goods, services, things that they're doing. Most of them are looking at the environmental aspects of, of what we could do to make great improvements on where we are already. And the future is bright. You know, these people are coming up with ways of closing the loop on emissions. They're coming up with ways of using natural gas and hydrogen, all sorts of things. And again, looking at the jobs that are available as well. I don't know if you were around for the opening session. Yes. We unveiled our economic impact study showing that the industry was responsible just in 2022 alone 
$41 billion in economic activity in Pennsylvania. And a lot of that is through labor income, where average wages, according to what we found, were about $97,000 in the industry and around the industry, more than 113% higher than the state average. I mean, the, the, the impact, uh, you know, that our traditional energy uh, community has had on uh, our state and, and it, it, our energy security, okay, um, in a sense, with, with the resources at Marcellus Shell, um, really it, it is at the tip of the iceberg. But I wonder if people around the, around the, the state and across the country understand one of the things, if I was to take away anything, uh, is the commitment to our future in, 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 in all of our areas. But I wonder if our people, if the, if the general public understands the commitment to our environment and to our future energy security that these companies have. And I say that because the resources that are here in this facility, okay, they are, they are not just part of the solution. I would say... Th th they are the solution to working together uh, to provide our energy independence and energy security across the board, but also a, a, a massive part of our future when it comes to the solutions for the environment. Do you think the public understands that? I mean, we're, we're a mouthpiece and we're getting it out there, and, and you've been unbelievable about that. But do you think the public understands that and knows that, that the solution is in the companies that are in this room? It's something that we work on every day. But, you know, there, there are so many things to stress day in and day out, just from the production of energy, you know, the energy security, the environmental benefits. But you nailed it. How do we get the word out? Your outlet is a phenomenal way to do that. Because with all these environmental advancements, with the greater sustainability, comes jobs. With all that means that we're going to be shipping more and more product via pipeline. We just need the policies right to get those pipelines in the ground and the good jobs that come with it. But that product could be ammonia, could be hydrogen, could be natural gas, could be natural gas going to a facility with carbon capture, could be CO2. Who knows? But great jobs, great opportunities, all aligned with, you know, making the environment better by using this great resource. Talk about some of the sessions you have here, okay, because it's a, such a diverse uh, repertoire of, of, of sessions and um, y y y y y sessions on carbon capture, on, on uh, you know, obviously all the new technology. Uh, talk about you know, y you know, those sessions and and you know how comprehensive they are. Well, it's everything from soup to nuts. I mean, you've got people in this hall. You got people roaming around this building where they could be an engineer, they could be an operations person, they could be environmental health and safety, or they could be a CEO or COO. There's something for all these people here. There's something that, get, that, that gets their attention. There's something here that they know that they're interested in that they want to hear more about. But it, you've, you said it at the very beginning, it's all future focused. It's all about using these great resources for a very sustainable future, for a secure future as well. You know, one of the speakers earlier in the day, um, it, was a, it was a bit of a change to get him early, but the Assistant Secretary of State for the Bureau of Energy zoomed in live with us, talked about the value of natural gas, talked about the value that our allies and partners abroad need. But how do we get it to them? We need the infrastructure. 
to get it into into shipping you know channels getting into export facilities to get that product overseas he sees it he sees the benefit it's not just security it's not just replacing what russia had that's a part of it but replacing it with much cleaner fuel as well. You know, I read a uh, on on the broadcast that uh, Toby Rice, uh, you know, and, and the Page Coalition that he put together, um, talked about uh, natural gas and the progress that's been made in lowering our emissions since 2005. More than the top four or five con- countries who are were the leading, um, you know, the co- countries in lowering emissions, we have from the use of natural gas been able to surpass that. T- However, overseas, okay, and, and, and with, with, with some of the coal-fired plants and, and their, and their uh, spark in 2021, they literally ate up all the progress, okay? And when you look at the commitment we're making here, Dave, what, what, and, and you look at everything around this room, uh, at, at, in my opinion, redefining the narrative of, of what our energy future looks like, it when you still look at, at, at what's out there in, in regards to the pushback, okay, it doesn't make sense uh, because this is, a big, this is a big world. America is, what, 13% of the carbon footprint. We're doing every, everything we can. Uh, two wrongs don't make a right, don't get me wrong. But when you hear something like that, you must be in the twilight. You must feel like, okay, we're, we're, we're you look at the com- companies around this around this room and in this in this conference. They're doing such a great job. How do we turn that around? That that you know that narrative of you know and, and still getting pushed back by our own people. Your platform is one of the key ways to make that happen. Our platform, you know, just sharing it here, inviting the media to be here, it is a way to help get the word out. It's about, you know, showing folks from all walks of life with all Republican, Democratic. This doesn't know party affiliation. Absolutely. Energy security is something for both parties. Absolutely. Sustainable energy is for both parties. We're the key to making that happen. The world is going to need oil and natural gas well into the next 50, 60, 70 years. I heard a speaker say, your children, their children, and maybe their children will need natural gas in some form. It's going to be more sustainable every single day. And that's what all these people here are talking about. That's what all these people are doing every day. They're coming up with new inventions, new services every single day, not because the government said you have to do it this way, but because they can do it efficiently. They could do it, and it's the right thing to do as well. Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's not only impressive, it's, uh, it's, 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 it's really, it's, it's mind-boggling what, what progress is being made in, in so many areas. And at the same time, uh, you know, I you know, love to see organized labor here in the House. Um, those- it's great. We've got a, I'm, I'm going to stop you there. We've got a great showing of organized labor oh, here, yeah. you know, exhibiting that partnership that is so strong, so effective. Um, we, we've got great folks from labor here. We're going to have some folks up on the main stage tomorrow uh, with Pipeliner 798. Um, it's phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. The partnership has been so successful, but we know we still have a lot of work left a lot, to do. A lot of work. Uh, before we go, 
shout-outs to your, your team. Okay. <laughs> I mean. They love Kim, working with Kim, you, too. Right, Kim Chiera. Yes. Uh, and, and, you know, your whole. You're saying that because she's a very strong Eagles, Eagles fan. fan. I right. know that. Even I if know. she even if she did nothing. <laughs> okay. But talk about, I mean, you know, these events, an event of this magnitude doesn't, obviously does not. You this know, is nine months, of, nine months of planning. Absolutely. And pulling it off in, you know, a day and a half. But, again, I'm going to say it till the cows come home. Having you here makes it special. I I don't know why we didn't think of this sooner, but I'm glad you're here. I'm glad we're able to to bring some people over to you to tell their stories. Yeah. And and, and, and it's... It, the, the tone and, and, and the sentiments from all the companies, all the, all the organization leaders, okay, is, is so consistent, okay? The narrative from everybody here wanting to, uh, you know, do great things, wanting to progress, wanting to, 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 to energize, pro- provide our country with uh, the resources that we're going to need into the future, as well as the uh, environmental consciousness is second to none. So, well, I, uh, Dave, I want to thank you. Thank you, friend. You, you know, I mean, unbelievable. Dave Cowhan, President, Marcella Shale Coalition. Uh, we, we thank you so much for the invitation to be here and the commitment to our energy future. That's going to do it for this edition of the Labor and Energy Show. Special thanks, of course, to David Butterworth, also Sean Steffi, and Dave Callahan, the President of Marcella Shale, for making all of it happen and making sure that J Doc was well fed while he was on the road. See you next time, everybody. Thanks for listening to tonight's Labor and Energy Special. You can help. Call your congressperson and join the movement to push back on RINs. This program is paid for by Advocacy United. All opinions or statements expressed on this program are solely those of Advocacy United or its guests and do not reflect the views of WPHT or Odyssey. Today's program is pre-recorded.